0: Inspired this morning. It's always something about having that little, you know, special music and make it a little bit better. All right. So this month, if you've been here this month, we've been talking about um, our series has been a time for love. We've talked about um, loving God, and we talked about loving others. Um, but today, I want to talk about loving ourselves. Um, for those who were in Sunday school this morning, we, we watched a video from Joyce Meyer, we watched just a clip, and um, I did, I'll did. i be honest, I had not seen that, I just was typing it because Captain forgot to leave me her, her video, and I just typed it in, and I'm like, that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about this morning, and, and then I felt at um, one point Joyce Meyer said, don't compare yourself to other people, y'all remember that part, and that she wanted to play the guitar, and that, But she wasn't good enough, or anyway, that wasn't her gift, and then she was saying, and then I was like, man, I don't think I want to preach after Joyce Meyer. I shouldn't have played her. And I, <laughs> I want to be like Joyce Meyer. But, <laughs> she, but she's very she's very <clears throat> blunt and to the point, but she has a great personality, but she serves the Lord. But so anyway, I want to talk about loving ourselves, because I think it's very important uh, nowadays, because I don't think many people consider that. Um, uh, for many of us, it's it's very very hard thing to do to love ourselves. When we think about it, it's very very hard thing to do. We've m- lived most of our lives not loving ourselves, not taking care of ourselves, um, and emotionally. And at some point, we just accept that we're not going to be good enough. I mean, can anybody? You don't have to raise your hand, but can anybody relate to that? You know, that you just, if you really think about it. In your heart, you just haven't loved yourself. Well, I'm here to tell each and every one of you. I was telling the kids this. I did youth programs on on a Tuesday night, and I went to each one, of them and I'm saying, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. Each one of you are worthy. Each one of you are worthy, because too many times we don't believe that. We don't believe that we are worthy. But you are important, and you have the power within you to change your life. Did you know that? What's the, on, um, I just got reminded, the movie, um, I can't remember the movie, and she told the little girl, you is smart, you is kind, and, yeah, the help, and you is important. And she started telling this little girl this when she was little bitty, because it's very important for us to, remember that. You are smart, you are kind, and you are important. Because too many people today don't believe that for themselves. And we have to start teaching our children. And that was a a really uh, thing that struck me from that movie. Um, And it was kind of funny, but at the same time it was very important. That we need to tell ourselves that you are important. And that you have the power within you to change your life. Because so many people don't believe that either. They don't believe that they have any power to change their circumstances. But I know that we can because we were created in the image of God. Did you know that? We were created in His image. He breathed life into you with His Spirit and He resides in each and every one of His creation, which includes you. So that's awesome. Now, how do I know this? Because the Bible tells me. You know, the Bible tells me. If you look in Genesis, in the very first book of the Bible, and Genesis chapter 1, God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like ourselves. So God created humans in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. And then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. And then God, and then a, f- a few further verses down, he talks about how he made, you know, created the animals and the seas and all this stuff. And in verse 31, God looked at everything he had made, and he said it was very good. So, And He, and we have to remember that it wasn't just the stuff he made at the beginning. That was all good, and now we're not. Have you ever heard the saying, God, God doesn't make junk, or God don't make junk, right? It's probably, huh? Yeah, and God don't make mistakes. But it comes from this, probably is derived from this verse right here that God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. He didn't say, it was okay. He didn't say, you know, well, there's a couple of flaws. He said it was very good, very good. So each of you are considered very good in God's eyes. But now you have to start living as God created you to be, right? You can live that way. But in order to live with this mentality, there's a few things that you can do every day to change and transform your life. Unfortunately, our society has become, it has become commonplace to put everybody down, right? You uh, go on social media, you turn on the television, and what's going on, mostly? People are being ugly and nasty to each other. You know, um, especially we got all this political stuff going on, and instead of them focusing on what their strengths in, are and what they can do for the country, there a lot of them are just going off on the other ones, saying, "Well, that one does this, and that one does that, and that one's this," and that's not the way we should we should act. But that's what we see. Our kids see this too. They see it on TV. They see it, you know, they see the adults around them acting like this, so then they start acting like that. And now we have all this bullying at like worse. You know, we got we got all kinds of problems now because people. Are putting each other's down put, uh, putting each other down but we have to stop degrading ourselves because we do it all the time and we don't even realize it I bet each and every one of us has done that at least one time this week we've put ourselves down and we, we shouldn't be doing that but society society makes us feel that way society um, tells us what we should look like right society tells us what kind of clothing we should wear how we should act and if you're not up to those standards, then something's wrong with you, right? I mean, that's what society makes us feel like. And then when we can't meet those standards, then what happens to our self-esteem? We're not good enough. I can't do anything. And we forget that we are creating God's image. We forget that God has a power within us. We forget these things, and we start listening to the outside noise, and we it becomes a vicious cycle of self-hatred. And sometimes we don't even realize it until we're already, you know, in the bondage of all that. And, you know, and the, the problem is, when we start getting that mentality, this is what happens, self-rejection, which not accepting yourself, always beating yourself up, not happy with the person that God created you to be. Um, we have self-hatred, hating the person who God made you to be, considering yourself dumb, ugly, clumsy, whatever. Uh, we, we get into unforgiveness or bitterness towards ourselves um, when a person continues to hold things against themselves, su- such as something that happened in your past that you did wrong um, or you're, you're ashamed of, even after you have repented and asked for God's forgiveness. Um, another issue is being hard on yourself, always beating yourself up mentally, physically, emotionally, always seeing yourself as worthless, Um, Pushing to reach irrational goals just to feel good about yourself. Uh, A big one is low self-esteem. We see that a lot, even in our young children. Always seeing yourself as a failure or less than those around you. Um, Ashamed of yourself, refusing to forgive yourself, feeling ugly or stupid or worthless. And the list can go on and on and on. And I'm sure most of us have felt some of this, maybe all of this, recently in our lives. But there is a solution. You don't have to stay in that vicious cycle. And that's why I wish that I can, I really wish that I can go get all the people over there <laughs> in bed right now. And all the people upstairs, I'm going to, what if I put a speaker up there and they can hear I really feel that, you know, a lot of these people need to hear this message, you know, because it, 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 it you know, really does mess with us. You know, and it puts us in a dark place, and then we don't want to. We don't know how to get out of it. So the first thing, huh? exactly, depression, anxiety. You know how much, how many people are on all kinds of medication? Now I understand there are legitimate, but some of it is just because of our self hatred and our how we've done to ourselves. But the first thing that I've, I've discovered is being thankful. Being thankful is one. You might think that it's a small thing, but uh, this little small thing can actually change your whole life. Um, We have to remember that God created us, you know, in his image. So when we call ourselves worthless or dumb, then we are calling God worthless and dumb. Think about that. Because God created us. So God created your physical body, so why would you make a statement that God made an ugly body. And I'm preaching to myself too, you know, like, oh, I need to lose hundred more pounds, right? Uh, God created your mind and your intellect, so why would we say, make a statement that God created a worthless, you know, stupid brain, right? God created you in his image, so why would you say that his image is dumb and worthless, right? So we have to, first we could think about that. So David was a humble man, we know David from the Bible. He was a man after God's own heart. Yet he praised and he thanked God for the marvelous work that God had made. And he was, at this verse, he was referring to his physical body. He said in Psalm, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well that I know it. Just imagine every day if we got up and we looked in the mirror and we said this to ourselves, or said this to God. Thank you for making me wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Just imagine just saying that every day and you start thinking of yourself that way. David wasn't bragging or boasting. He was being thankful and rejoicing over how God had created him to be. I'm not and I don't think that David was some power lifting muscle man looking in the mirror, oh look at my muscles. You know, I don't think he was I think David was looking and saying, you know, even though I have flaws, you you made me. You created me. He was appreciated, and he thanked God, instead of saying, I'm ugly, you know, um, I have a big nose, or whatever, <laughs> he said, you know, thank you, look what God gave me, it's wonderful, it's marvelous, so we need to start developing that same attitude, that, so we can, you know, have, be thankful, and God created us, we have to remember that, Even though God created us in his image, it's not like we all are going around looking like God, but God created us in his image of his character and his love and his, you know, and all that good stuff. But um, God created us, each of us is unique, right? We each have a unique personality. We have unique, you know, none of us, if we look around the room, none of us look exactly the same, right? And even though... Like, that's my mom, and that's my son. We might resemble some things within each other. We don't even all look exactly the same. We don't have the same gifts and talents like Joyce Meyer was talking about this morning. You know, she said that she was trying so hard to learn the guitar, you know, but her fingers are short, so are mine. I thought that too. I was like, that's why I can't play, but I do play the violin. But she said she tried so hard that she, start, she started focusing on that she, you know, couldn't do that, <laughs> and she... She wasn't focusing on, hey, God's given her a great gift of leadership and speaking, and that's that's what she needs, you know, to develop, and not worry about that she couldn't do the other thing, other things. So remember that God handcrafted each one of us. Handcrafted. Have you ever done art, like you drawn a paint, you've done a painting or something or a sculpture, and for you, you may be really proud because you worked really hard on that, right? And maybe somebody else might look at it and think, man, you need to go to art class. (laughs) I'm talking about, they probably said that to me. (laughs) You know, but you created that, and that's your workmanship, and you're proud of that. And that's how God sees each of us. He's very proud of ourselves. Um, In Jeremiah, um, God was talking to Jeremiah, and he said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. Isn't that wonderful? God knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb. Can you imagine? That's unfathomable. But God knew us. Um, And then back to David in Psalms, he said, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. If we begin to realize that that's what God thinks of us, then we have a higher value for ourselves. We're not just some random act of nature. You know, it's just not some random, you know, some people believe that, you know, but that's not how it is. God is our creator, and he created each one of us. So we have to stop putting ourselves down. That's one thing. You have to stop putting yourself down, and you need to allow God to lift you up. And so the next thing that we need to start working on is forgiving ourselves. That's a big issue today is, you know, not unforgiveness. We always talk about forgiving others, right? We always talk about, and God forgive us, and we forgive others, but we we tend to forget that we need to forgive ourselves in order to move on. It's equally important to forgive others as we forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves as we forgive others. Um, Unforgiveness brings much bondage into our lives. It could be, um, you know, bitterness. We might get bitter about life, you know, and and then we can't focus on the positive that's ahead of us. In Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out so that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So the So the Bible warns us about this. Regardless of what you've done in your past, whether you you know you know blew all your money and lost everything or you know maybe your spouse cheated on you or maybe you cheated on them or maybe you know even something even more worse it's vital to forgive yourselves and everything in your past that you're ashamed of if god chose to forgive you for your sins then we should do the same Right, And if God, if God has forgiven you, why are you going to continue to carry that around? It doesn't do any good. It doesn't do you any good. Um, Isaiah says, I, yes, I alone, will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. Did you hear that? He said he will blot them out and he will never think of them again. So why are you thinking about them? Right? You know, I messed up. Fine, we got to move on. You know, I messed up. I learned my lesson. God, forgive me. You know, help me to forgive myself and let me move on because God has some things in store for you but you can't do those things until you let go of your past Um, God's word says that he actually removed our sins from us he removed them if we continually beat ourselves up it's known as false guilt and it's a tool that the enemy is going to use to pull you down because the enemy doesn't want you to think that you're good enough he doesn't he wants you to, to continue to think about all the things that happened to you and he wants you to over overthink it and think and make it more than it even was to begin with have you ever I know that we've all done that we've all been there but we have to change the way we think um, we have to line our, our thoughts up with God's word in Psalms 10 it says 10, or 103 12 it says he has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. Can anybody calculate that? <laughs> as far as the east and the west is from each other, that's how far removed. And God is trying to let us know that we can move on and that we don't need to dwell in, in that. If you don't move on, then you're actually not believing what God's word is saying. And it's time that we make a choice to forgive ourselves and align our thinking with God's word and what God has to say. So if God says it's removed, then it needs to be, then it's removed, and we need to believe what he says. So now the fun part is putting this all into action, right? Um, If you have not loved yourself for a long time, it might be a little tougher, but you can still get out of that thinking. It's a habit, you know? So it's like, you know, like any other habit that forms, the longer you have that habit, the little bit, a little bit harder it is to break that habit. Um... Also, if you, you may live with someone who, say you live with someone who puts you down all the time, right? Um, so it'll be a little bit tougher because when you're in your mind, you're trying to say that God loves me, and I'm forgiving myself. But if you have people around that are negative, that are always telling you, no, you're stupid, you're dumb, you can't do this, you're a failure. You you really have to you really have to talk to God and help. You have to not let that affect you. And it's not, it's not always easy. Um, what, what I try to do is I try to take a different perspective. Okay, so if someone's coming to me and they're complaining or they're, they're putting me down, what I, the first thing I, I think about is what's going on in their lives. Because if you're coming over here trying to put me down, you obviously have a problem. Right, because people that don't have, pro, you know, people that aren't in that kind of mentality don't do that to other people. So first, you have to know it's not you; it's them. It really is. But too many people take it to heart that it's them, but it's not. It's the other person that has a problem. Um, most of the time, people who degrade others they have self esteem issues. They're not happy with their own selves, so they're gonna try to put everyone else down to bring them down how they feel. Does it make that other person feel better? Well, no, it doesn't. Like, it really doesn't make them feel better, but they they don't want to see anybody else succeeding because they already have those issues. They hate themselves. They aren't loving themselves, so they're trying to put everybody down. You can see a lot, um, you know, I have an older sister who's in this situation right now, and she, her, her husband or ex-husband or whatever they are right now, you know, she's got such a low self-esteem, and so does he, but he controls her. That's how he, and she lets, because she's so afraid, and it's just a bad relationship. It's ne- e- Neither one of them are going to get better until they get away from each other. You know, it's, and it's a bad cycle. But the, the problem is, they both have self-esteem issues. They both have self-hatred, and they don't love e- their selves. So they can't love each other. You know, and it happens in all kinds of different relationships. So... The problem, remember that the problem isn't you. And, you know, you have to realize that, you know, God, God will forgive you and God knows your heart. But you have to forgive yourself and you have to not let those negative people, you know, you have to tune them out. And, you know, and also as you forgive yourself, you have to realize too that everybody messes up. Some people start getting, they think that everyone else around them is better and that they're the worst person in the world. Uh, but Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and all fall short of God's standard. Right? So, the Bible tells us, we, we all mess up. We all mess up. But, but, the next verse, Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from our penalties of sin. If God had not done this, then we would not be allowed in his presence and heaven would be an empty place, right? And so we have to realize that we're not the only ones. We're all here. We are all ma- we all make mistakes, but we all need to be there for each other. But we need to start with loving ourselves and, and putting value on ourselves. Um, and, and don't forget to thank God daily for everything. The more you begin to put your thoughts on your blessings and being thankful, the more... Uh, your perspective on life will change and you will begin to see those blessings that God has for you. Um, and, it, and it's true if you start focusing on the negative and that's all you that's all you it's like you have those you know the things that they put on the horses to keep them <laughs> the blinders you know if you keep your your blinders up and you're only looking at all the bad stuff, you can't see all the good stuff that's around you and you're gonna miss your you're gonna miss some opportunities. God will put opportunities in front of you, but you have to take those opportunities. Because like I told the kids on on Tuesday, I was like, well, if God made us all the same, then we would all be robots walking around, right? Saying, you know, I love God, I love Jesus. But that's not the way God made us. He made us all unique, and he made us all with different personalities. And um, he made us that we can have free will, and that we can choose our lives, and we can have a good life. But we have to we have to change the way we think, and we have to begin to um, love ourselves and stay positive. The scripture that sums it up, I think, for me, when I was writing this, um, I thought about Philippians, and I and the book of Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was for those who don't know anything about him, he was a he was a Jewish. A uh, godly man who was, um, you know, in the religious sect and all this, and he grew up knowing the the scriptures of the Old Testament, but he didn't believe when Jesus came. Remember, some of the, a lot of the Jewish uh, religious leaders didn't believe. They thought Jesus was lying. He wasn't the son of God and all that stuff. Well, after Jesus had died, Paul was um, in that group, and he was going around persecuting Christians because he thought that they were all, you know, that they were blaspheming God until one day Jesus came to him in a vision and said, you know, hey, don't do that. What are you doing? Why are you persecuting my people? And, you know, and he, you know it was a good story. you got to go check it out. It's a really, it was a really great story, but his life was transformed, and he became um, an apostle going out and preaching the word. A lot of the New Testament uh, books are letters of his. And so in Philippians, Paul writes to the people of Philippi. And he's encouraging them. But the great, the thing about this letter is he wrote it while he was in prison. But he's very positive. And and their prisons weren't like our prisons. Although our prisons are horrible, the prisons were in the dungeons, like through the suit, where the sewage would run. And you know they didn't have sewage like we have nowadays. It was like raw sewage, right? And so he wrote this to the Philippians. He said, don't worry. And this is in chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. He said, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So I want you to remember this verse. Mark it in your Bible. Mark it in your heart. Don't. Instead of worrying about everything, pray. Stay positive. You know, God, God's peace can guard your hearts. You know, there is hope. God is there to help us. Um... And then when he talks about fixing your thoughts on, 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 these are all positive things. You know, don't think about the fact that, you know, and, and he's living it. You know, he's sitting there in a dungeon with, you know, raw sewage flowing around him. And he's saying, think about these positive things. All I know is that most people, when they're if they're in a tough situation, they're not going to be saying this. They're going to be cursing God or, you know, why is this happening to me? What is wrong with you? You know, but 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 Paul's like no 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 don't think that way, praise God, be thankful, stay positive, and know that His peace is going to help you through. And when you start changing the way you think, because in Romans it, he talks about that too, be transformed by the renewing of your mind is what Paul says. We can be transformed just by the way we just by the way we think. When we stop thinking so negative, when we stop putting ourselves down. When we stop thinking that we are failures and we can't do anything right, that's when we, our eyes are open to the endless possibilities. Um, I've been in situation, too. You know, I've been in, you know, I'm divorced from Joey's father, and, you know, I was in a bad situation, and, and, you know, at first I, it was. I was thinking negative all the time, but then I got to a point where I was like, I need to go back to church. I need to get back to God. I need to start thinking about those things and you know were little and we went Salvation Army church and um, you know and as soon as I got there they wanted to put me to work <laughs> you know but that's good because it got my focus off of my situation and on to serving others and and that's another thing if you you know if you start helping others serving others encouraging others whatever it is that God's gift is for you then then that was going to bring more blessings to your life and then you'll discover what God has for you. So I discovered it was the Salvation Army. And who would have known that, you know, being in a, in a tough situation, almost homeless, that God would turn that into um, to what I am today, and, and a minister for the Salvation Army, and that my son, I'm raising my son on my own, and it's not easy. I mean, if anybody's been single parents out there... Um, but I do it because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I have a little, this little picture frame thing that Major Tracy gave me years ago, years ago. I don't even think I was an officer yet. And I still have it in my office, and that's just that scripture. And I always kept it every, everywhere I ever go. I keep that, you know, to remind myself that I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. I'm, you know, we don't, not through the, You know, Salvation Army that gives me strength, not through, you know, my son or my mom or, you know, it's through Christ. And when we put our, when we fix our eyes on God and we focus on that, then He's gonna, He will start putting the pieces together. But we have to be careful because sometimes we can still slip. It's not like, oh, my life's, you know, everything's great. And, you know, you have to constantly keep yourself in check because things are always gonna be thrown at you. Life is always gonna happen. You're always gonna have some person that's not nice to you, that's just the way it's going to be, but remember to think, what's going on in their life, what's their problem, you know, because it's not, (laughs) obviously it's not me, it's them, and then, you know, that will help, help with that, so I just wanted to, you know, put that out there, love yourself, I think it's so important, don't forget to love yourself. And, and then, when you love yourself, you can love others. The scripture, um, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love your neighbor? If you don't love yourself, how are you going to love God? If you don't have love in your heart, how can you do that? How can you love your, your spouse? How can you love your children? How can you, you know, it starts, you know, but God can come in and he can help you. Because he already loves you. God already loves you. And, and that's where you need to start with. So this morning, Joey's going to play, Oh, How He Loves You, and we're going to have an opportunity, if you would like to pray at the altar, you're more than welcome. You can pray in your seat if you want me to pray for you. Um, But I want you to think about the things, and what has God spoke to you today? What is the one thing, or the few things that, that that resonates with you? And I want you to think about that while this song plays. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your love and your mercy and your goodness. God, I pray that you would help each one of us to love ourselves, to forgive ourselves. Lord, to not listen to the things that the world's telling us, but we need to go back to your word and what you tell us, God. You created us in your image and your likeness. You created us to be in fellowship with one another, to love one another. Um, And when Jesus came, he came to show us how we should live with love and mercy. And taking care of each other and lifting each other up and not putting each other down, Father God. And I pray that you would bless each person in this place. Help them to have your peace and your love as they go throughout their week. God, help them to take off the blinders and not only look at the negative, but start looking at the positive and the blessings. And look for opportunities that you are giving them, Father God, to move forward in their lives, God. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, God, and help them to discover their gifts and talents, that they can use that for your glory, God. God, please continue to bless each and every one of us, and uh, we thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you guys are blessed, and um, I pray that y'all have a good week. Uh, Captain Jennifer won't be here this week, but um, Gina's going to be, I think y'all know Gina, the ones y'all stay here she'll be passing around stuff, and if y'all have any questions, you can uh, let us know, and next Sunday, remember, I'm going to remind y'all again, next Sunday, we're going to be at another, we're not going to be here for church, we're going to be down at the uh, family thrift store, but it's, it's our adult rehabilitation center, um, down on Flores, do you know what the cross street is, Flores and Alamo, oh, okay, Flores and Alamo, so Come join us. It's going to be great. We're gonna, like I said, we're gonna have live music. We're gonna have a uh, brass band, praise band, special guest speaker from. Is it? Oh, we're gonna have lunch. Okay, we'll have lunch. Okay, okay. I guess I for, I forgot that one on the <laughs> So you're all welcome to join us, and uh, be blessed and have a wonderful week. Amen.